one that offers the utmost convenience of a boutique hotel while offering the idyllic comfort of your own private home. Oasis Park Residences offers luxury studios, one, two and three bedrooms both for short and long-term rental at competitive rates. A sky swimming pool, gourmet outdoor restaurant and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shiashi Tetekwashi, 10 minutes from the International Airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 020-4343-009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences, more than a home. is Nanama McBrown. Many people think I get what I want anytime because I am popular. <laughs> no, that is not true. It is because me and Kasano, I like the best and when I find it, I stick to it. I have found Bell Pack Tea Roll and I'm stuck with it. It is soft but not weak, strong but not hard. It is just perfect. Bell Pack Tea Roll is smooth and gentle on the skin. Same as Bell Pack Kitchen Towel. It cleans in one wipe. You can soak, squeeze, and clean again. One Bell Packaging Towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today and experience the perfect paper tissue. Saiye pocket tissue, table napkins, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Paper chow. Bell Pack is simply the best. Bell Pack just perfect. To be a Bell Pack distributor, call 055 Another quality product from Bell Aqua. Tonight, 34 out of the scores of illegal miners confined in a shaft belonging to Anger Gold Mines have surrendered themselves in spite of earlier fears of arrest. The Obuasi East Security Council has tonight joined operations to persuade the rest to come out of the pit. In the evening, about seven of them came out. And then this morning, too, a number of them have come out. So we are still waiting for the rest to come. We'll take you live to the area as a joint police and military team is deployed to the community following protest and burning of ties over the arrest of the illegal miners. Seven's the leg lies off and the body was even divided into two, the intestines on different way. We have some who have had their legs chopped off, some their hands are chopped off. 
Closer to home, yet far away from home. That was the fate of at least six people who died this morning's crash at Gumwa or Cherko on the Accra Cape Coast Highway. We'll hear from family of some of the deceased as they struggle to come to terms with the gory accident. What I saw over there is very painful. Very, very painful. But if you're even not a man, you can't even stand on it. I never wished this for him. But you know, we can't just predict nature. Anything can happen at any point in time in life. Meanwhile, 17 of the injured have been rushed to the intensive care unit of the Winneba Trauma and Specialist Hospital as a battle for their lives. Those who were sent to um, the intensive care are, are, are corresponding to treatment. They have actually been stabilized. In business. Was intensify campaigns to encourage more persons to re-register their SIM cards as about 9 million subscribers risk deactivation. A close of work tomorrow. You want to stay with us uh, for that? Plus, what happened in court today when Bessel White appeared before the Supreme Court charged with contempt? Clearly doesn't sit well to be the complainant, to be the prosecutor, to be the judge in a matter involving yourself, particularly in contempt ex facia curry. We'll tell you why uh, that conversation about the legislation to check the power of contempt of the court is back to the fore. You want to stay uh, with us for that and more also here on News Night tonight. Ghana uh, goes pothole crazy after joining his launches Ghana Potholes exhibition campaign to expose deadly gaping potholes on our roads. In an unjust, unfair, and unsportsmanlike manner to give government credit for is this our potholes. Yes, sir. start tonight uh, from Obwasi where heavy security uh, have now been deployed a combined team of police and military uh, to that community as uh, scores of residents pour out onto the street to protest the arrest of illegal miners who were uh, drawn and brought to safety uh, after they were confined in this abandoned mining pit there. Now, Joy News is learning that at least 34 illegal miners who were in this particular shaft belonging to Angogo's Obwasi mines have been pulled out so far. The Obwasi East District Assembly is currently working to secure the retrieval of the other miners who are currently still confined in this mining shaft, the miners unlawfully entered the underground shaft in search of gold deposits, but were unable to come out after all illegal exit routes were closed. One of the illegal miners who spoke from uh, within that particular pit said some 
of his colleagues are unconscious as they run out of food and water. He went to the Angle site work, and the place where he passed, he closed up. So you have, have locked at the door. You cannot get any place to access to come out. You have no access to come out. The authority must, especially the DC and the, and the MC, they must come to our aid. Because you don't, you don't have any place to eat. You don't have any place nowhere. So that's why we went to that place to get the two money to look at our family. Well, wife of uh, one of the illegal miners still in the shaft is appealing to Angle Gold Ashanti to open the exit so the miners can freely walk out. Our family survived on this job, my husband does. Where they were, the company does not work there anymore. That is around level 60, which has been abandoned. I've been trying to reach my husband, but his phone is off. He has become very weak due to hunger. And when they apprehended, they'll be remanded in police cells. My husband was remanded for a month, and now this situation. I don't know what myself and the children are going to do. Well, that's uh, the wife of one of the miners uh, still in that particular pit. Well, earlier today, the Anglo Gold Ashanti issued a statement uh, acknowledging that uh, they become aware of these reports that the miners have been trapped in their mind, uh, a pit that they own. Um, and they say, quote, unauthorized persons underground are able to exit on foot via the existing ramp through the main access of this mining area. No person underground has been confined in any way and the main exit ramp from the mine remains open. Obuase Gold Mines management team has notified the relevant authorities and public security services and is working closely with them. Now, yesterday, seven illegal miners exited through this main access point on foot and are in the custody of the Ghana Police Service. Now, any unauthorized person underground is encouraged to leave the mine at any time uh, by the exit points where public security uh, personnel remain on standby. Now, intrusion of illegal miners into underground areas remains a significantly dangerous activity and Angola Shanti, uh, Ghana, is working alongside authorities to ensure that only authorized mine personnel and contractors can access underground work areas. The safety and security of our employees and community members remain our top priority. And Angogod Ashanti Ghana stands ready to provide any assistance required uh, by the authorities in ensuring the safety, uh, the safe exit of any unauthorized persons uh, still underground uh, in this uh, particular uh, pit. That's uh, from 
uh, Angogoda Shanti today uh, clarifying that uh, the uh, individuals still in this particular pit have an option uh, to exit on foot themselves if they so choose and they're asking them to do so. Um, I want to bring in right now the uh, DCE for uh, Obwasi East, Madam Faustina Amisa, who joins us now on the line. Uh, thank you, Madam Amisa, for your time here on Newsnight. Thank you, too, for the opportunity. So, do you now have all the uh, illegal miners out of this pit? At the moment, before I left the scene, um, 52 of them had come out. So, there's still some, some still within? Yes. Do you know how and many are they still come, in the pit? They come as and when they wish. We're there. At a point in time, they will call you, Madam, Madam, I, I am ready to come out. Then, they open the gate. The person comes to join the, the vehicle. We wait for uh, some time. Another person will call. I want to come. Then they will, they will open. You come. So at a point, I was tired and I had to come home. So it appears they've decided themselves to stay. Those who are down there have made yes, a down decision to stay. They decided to stay. They said they will not come out. And why but is that? For the fear that when they come, they will be arrested. And indeed, when they come, they will be arrested. When they come, they, they, they take them to the police. They read the assessment, then they give them. They may have uh -huh. decided that uh, they'll wait until, you know, your men leave and then they exit. Um, uh, the miners? Yes, the miners. Uh, they're, they're saying they'll wait until, they, no, okay. That, that, that is what they were saying. But uh, upon persuasion, some came and they are coming in big. But they, as far as the security is concerned, they'll remain there. How long um, have they been scheduled to remain there for? We are expecting that they all come, they all come out before the night break. And what about the protests that we've heard about today from the community? How have you handled that? Which one? Excuse me. I understand from our reporters on the ground that some of the uh, community members were not happy um, with the situation of the arrests of the miners, and that had been an issue that you had to contend with. How have you handled the concerns from the community? Okay, um, you see, uh, I was at the, at, at the scene, that is, uh, in the mind, when I heard that uh, some of the community members were also demonstrating that uh, uh, they should be released. But uh, upon engagement, uh, uh, we've calmed them down. Those that were bought first, they have, they have, their statements have been taken, they, they have been built to go home. So the tension is now. Uh, uh, the tension has now become down. Uh, I see. And as we... The tension is not as it was in the morning. You've had this. You Now this is under control. Uh, excuse me? This is under control. Yes. Things are not as, as yeah, it, it was in the morning. I mean, it appears to me that there's this tension between the community and Angogoda Shanti generally may be a reason why the miners thought they could do this. Um, what's what's uh, is your outfit, the you know assembly, the district security council doing to improve relations between Angogoda Shanti and 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 the community? Yes, it's it, uh, regular engagement and then addressing. Some of the concerns that they they raise occasionally. Some of the concerns they raise is uh, employment issues, and then um, areas be given to them to mine. I, I remember about three, two years ago, 
they raise concerns about areas that uh, they, will, they, they want to mine. I can mention areas like um, Abompe, High Tamping, and uh, Jabusu, certain areas which are within AGA concession. But at the moment, AGA is not minded. In fact, officially, AGA has not written to them to work there. But some of them are working there. And uh, they've been there for more than one year. And then, uh, in terms of employment, in fact, uh, I would say ADA has not done much so far as employment is concerned. And, you know, they, they, they are also a company, they have their, uh, their uh, company rules and regulations. And then uh, employment procedures. Sometimes uh, the, the youth go through, some are employed, some are not employed. Majority, they, they will go through the process and they will not be employed. So they feel that uh, the mind is not treating them fairly. So sometimes they raise such issues. We try to address them, but entirely we will not be able, able to address all, but I know gradually we'll get it. Thank you very much. That's uh, Madam Faustina Amisa, who is a DC for Obuasi East. And if you are in the community tonight listening to us, I want to hear from you. 055 I want to stay with the issue of illegal mining a while longer because um, we're now hearing of renewed onslaught on the River Tano. And this is a year after the uh, John News Destruction for Gold documentary that documented how that river uh, was being destroyed and polluted by the miners there. The Environmental Protection Agency actually revealed that disturbing levels of mercury concentration in that particular river in the Summer Boy catchment point. Now, after concession owners engaged security agencies to flash out the miners last year, Lava Femme's Erastus Asari Donko goes back to Summer Boy a year after he exposed illegal activities polluting that river. Love News in 2022 captured Akunta Mining Limited and other illegal miners polluting the Tano River as Samra Boy in the western region. We uncovered irresponsible mining polluting the Tano at various points in communities like Atala, Uhiampenika and the Tano sections of the river. A year after producing the Destruction for Gold documentary, we went back to Samra Boy to gauge the situation on the ground. Ofosua Sare Samuel is the assembly member for the Mumuni electoral area. After your last documentary, those that they were in operation, um, they left the community or they left the site. They are no more here or destroying the land. But our tour of the adjoining villages along the tunnel revealed disturbing pictures of direct active mining in the Tano River with residues directed into the tunnel. These Chinese miners were spotted at Boya, a farming community, driving the excavators and operating the mine themselves, contrary to mining regulations. This close to the airstrip at Samraboy, these two Chinese nationals were found operating this mine, which seems to be violating the government's buffer zone policy for mining close to major water bodies like the Tano River. They told me the site belongs to Akunta Mining Limited. This site, Akunta people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
officials of Akunta Mining will not respond to the claims. The devastated Atala, Ohiampenika and Datano lands fall into the concession of Unipar Mining Company Limited. But even before Unipar could complete its licensing processes to start mining, large parts of its concession have been invaded by illegal miners. David Thompson is corporate affairs manager. We engaged the military to, to, to remove them. They were removed um, and then subsequently they started to come back again. Any activity on any of the rivers straight away, it's like, surely people, please, this is just, this is going nowhere for you. You're going to make a quick buck. How long is it going to last? But the decimation, the catastrophe that you're leaving behind is shocking. The poisons, it's, it's, it's a travesty. Reporting for Joy News, Erastus Asaridonko, Atala, Ohiampernika, Samraboy, Western Region. And my name is Evans Mensah, live from the studios here at Joy 99.7 FM. This is news night and to that tragic story uh breaking all day and developing uh in the uh the central region where 16 people uh died in the gory road accident just around the gomatrico uh, in the on the accra uh, cape coast highway many of the dead were residents of budumbura and its environs were less than 30 minutes away from their destination when a fuel tanker rammed into their vehicle. My colleague Marcel Ababa has been uh, to the community where he has been interacting with a man who saw the bodies of three of his friends at the morgue. Now, listeners are warned, this report contains sensitive and graphic details of the crash. Sounds from the megaphone here at the bus terminal where one of the vehicles involved in the crash was driving to. The driver works for um, a transport company here at this bus terminal. A cloud of grief still hangs here on this community here in Budumburam. Many of the people I've been interacting here with here are still mourning the deaths of their loved ones their colleagues and friends. Closer to home, but far away from home. Here I've met Bob Hagan. Bob Hagan is an executive of the Ghana Private Road Transport Union, Ghana, Liberia. And he was at the morgue because he lost his friend also, Clement in Japan. And Joe Water. And Joe Water. And he told me that another woman, Auntie Frema. So three people, three friends, three people, you personally know you lost them in this crash. Tell me, what did you see when you got to the morgue? Hmm. Especially for Clement. What I saw over there is very painful. Very, very painful. But if you even not a man, you can't even stand on it. Because we are about six when they none of them able to even enter the mall. And the way I heard the news, I was not even believed that even my friend, whom I even spoke with him yesterday morning. And all of a sudden, this morning, I've been hearing that something terrible like this has happened to you. So you spoke, you interacted with Clement yesterday with, in the morning? Yesterday in the morning, when they even crossed the border. Because normally, when after crossing the border, go through the custom and uh, immigration formality, mm -hmm. they even 
Eric, the order, uh, this is the boss. Okay, so even as I'm interacting with um, Bob Hagan, the U-turn bastard was also involved in this crash. He's been towed away. It's a long red bus and been towed away. And even as it is towed away here at Budumbram, you can see some of the residents here, some of the people who work here, looking at it. Many of them unable to control their emotions because they know that this is the bus that your friend and colleague was driving. Yeah. So you were telling me earlier that I mean his his body, yeah, his body, body parts were severed. Yes, his body, hands severed. Hands, the legs, I think the left side of the leg sliced off. Sliced off, and the body was even divided into two. The intestines on different way. So when the police came, they will use the police pickup. We we'll look for a plastic bag. We we'll pull all the body in one side. Uh, I, I want to say sorry to our listeners. Um, yeah. yeah, this is this is very graphic. Yeah. Very very bad. Wow, and Joe Water to get a very very wound behind his forehead like this, the head like this. He get a big mark on his back. That even if they want to do a postmortem, they need all that one to be done before even they want to. Even so Joe Water also died. Joe also died. He t- he's your church member. You he's my church member. Who are attending Winners Chapel? He's my church member. And Auntie Frema, who is she? Auntie Frema is a business uh, a woman that she always come to Ghana and, and purchase some things and you give it. We are the transporters. So we even work along with them most of yeah. the time. So sometimes they may even send their money. They get their people here. They bought the items. They send it. But this time around, maybe you have something urgently to come and do in Ghana. That's why she herself on the way coming then this, this incident happened. But what I learned is she's supposed to even drop at Takradi, but she was sleeping. So before she wakes up, she noticed and found herself that she had the Winneba. And the Winneba from Winneba here to it just a 25-minute drive. So she decided that then she will come along then. She collects the yeah. things and go back. Yeah. And unfortunately, from Winneba to Ochiroko, it's just like from here to the police station, then this incident. And you, you saw a baby too? I saw a baby about one, one year, six months. Or two years old, baby, to have a cut on the head, but the baby even died instantly. The baby died instantly. Never condolences. May their soul to rest in perfect peace. And may the good Lord keep them in Abraham bosom until we all meet again. Thank you, too. Well, many of the injured passengers have now been in intensive care for a few hours now at the Winneba Trauma and Specialist Hospital as a battle for their lives. Uh, listen to the uh, Winneba Municipal Fire Service Commander, due to uh, Chrissy Hughes. We just came back from the hospital. Um, those who were sent to um, the intensive care are, are, are corresponding to treatment. They have actually been stabilized. Those are the emergency scene now so being taken care of um for now there has not been any more death um and so what it is is that in later in the evening before we close we'll pass there again to see how they are doing some will be dead some are injured and and 
they are in pain, so they will forget about their valuables. So in the team, you come across their valuables. You come across money. You come across things that, you know, they are traveling with things that are important to them. Yeah, so we came across, uh, uh, particularly came across just ab about we finishing the the rescue, it came across um, um, an amount of money in dollars, nine thousand in all, nine thousand dollars. And I want to go live now uh, to the Accident and Emergency Center of the Winnipeg Trauma and Specialist Hospital, where my colleague. Maxwell Abagba is standing by. Maxwell, uh, this definitely a tragic, tragic story, and you are real in the thick of things there. Uh, first off, um, let's get confirmation of the numbers as far as the fatalities are concerned. I know you've been talking to hospital officials there. What are they telling you? Well, Evans, um, the health personnel who've been interacting with here um, are not certain of the number of people who were brought in here um, dead. They tell us that they cannot confirm um, the number that was brought in here dead because some of the people were taken to adjoining health uh, facilities here at Winnebar. So they are unable to give us an exact number. Uh, of people who died um, but they tell us that one of them who I've been speaking to tells me that uh, six people died on the spot but they cannot give us the exact number of people um, the total number of people who have died but here um, as the accident and emergency center I've been hearing occasional screams of pain and anguish from some of the people who have been hospitalized here and health authorities tell me that um, some of them were brought in here with uh, thermal fraction the dislocation of the head um, showed that dislocation and um, deep lacerations of course we can see that visible um, on the faces one lady has been speaking to it's visible on her lips um, her face you can see cuts on her face on all parts of the body um, you're told that some of them passed out and were resuscitated by health personnel here other lady here with me who was in the vehicle um, hi hi sir how are you yeah i'm fine how are you doing too my name is sir i'm from sierra leone hmm. tell me what exactly happened i was in the bus all of us were sleeping by the loud noise. The bus and the tanker mess up at the highway. So plenty of people get injured, plenty of people die. And I too, my feet and my hand get injured. But one of our Sierra Leone sisters, they call her Benedita Bangura. Mm. She is from Sierra Leone, but she is staying in Ghana. Mm. So she protects us. She is with us at the hospital. Mm. And the hospital also taking good care of us. How many, how many, how many of your friends were brought here? Maybe yeah, 10 or 11 in number from okay. Sierra Leone. Or oh, we are more than that. I can't know them all. Okay. You were telling me earlier that... Um, Quite a number of people died on the store. How many people did you count? Maybe six. The one I can remember, six. Okay. For me, it's six. I don't know. The one that you counted on the spot? Yes, the one okay. that I counted on the spot is six people. Okay. So that corroborates um, what health authorities have been telling us, that six people died on the spot, but they cannot tell us the number of people who died um, en route to other health um, facilities. 
Thank you for talking to us. I have another man here. Hi, what's your name? My name is John W.B. Gwaya Kukoya. I am the Vice President of the Sierra Leone Land Community in Ghana. So you, you also on the bus? You on the no, bus? no, no. When we had the message, mm-hmm. I'm staying at Winneba. Mm. So I ran straight away to the hospital mm. to make sure my people are in good condition mm. and to make sure that they are well taken care of. Mm. Yes. I'm also here to give information mm. to the community itself and also to the embassy. Yes, I've already contacted them. They will be here tomorrow by 7 with a delegation okay. to meet with our people. Did you, did you lose anyone from your community? Well, the community, I will say every Sierra Leonean belongs to the Sierra Leonean community. So if there is an accident, I made to understand that one Sierra Leonean died on the spot. He has already been taken to the mall, you see. Okay. okay. Thank you for talking to us. Um, so, yeah, Evans, it's a mix of nationalities um, caught up in this road crash. Um, already, we told three Ghanaians um, have died. Um, the man who spoke to earlier, Bob Egan, three Ghanaians, um, we know as of now, died um, in that road crash. And as it stands now, we told the state authorities are still putting the figures together because in the heat of the crash, uh, they had to take some of the people to other facilities here within Bile, but so you're still compiling the figures. So hopefully by the close of the day tomorrow, we should get the exact number of people who died in this crash, Evans. Uh, Marcel, thank you very much. Uh, such a tragic story uh, there in the deed. And if you uh, witness this, uh, share uh, with us uh, what you saw also. And, and I see that many of you have already reached out with your uh, condolences. This is a pretty difficult, tragic day for a lot of people uh, in that uh, part of the country. Um, send us a WhatsApp 55 Still ahead after business, the Joy News Ghana Potholes Exhibition, exposing the deadly gaping pot. Zero hash option three and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 one hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 764209 or 762792 visit our website www.kingdomgh.com you believe, you believe.
Prepare for an unforgettable theatrical experience as Image Bureau, in partnership with April Communications and Joy FM, presents a detective calls. You must apologize to her at once. Apologize for what? Doing my duty? The most intriguing play of the year returns to the National Theatre, Saturday 3rd and Sunday 4th June, for two captivating shows each day at 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. It didn't seem like such a terrible thing at the time. Don't you understand? Grab a ticket for this highly anticipated rerun for only 150 cities at Koala, Airport Shell, Nalum Stores, Batronat Hotel, Frankie's, or online at www.imagebrogh.com or dial star 713 star 101 hash. Supported by Knee Plants Car Rentals, Teachercraft, Daily Guide, Sponsors, The Sport Furniture, Saka Homes, and Detective Calls. Because you are not the kind of father a chap could come to when you are in trouble, that's why. Don't talk to me like that. This is not a comedy. You're welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, telecom operators are intensifying campaigns to encourage subscribers that have not re-registered their SIM cards to do so. Now, most of the telecom operators have been sending text messages to their subscribers as well as changing their color tunes to the announcement that they could lose their numbers if they fail to re-register. There's also been several messages on various social media platforms as well. Now, there are projections that about 9 million subscribers risk losing their nice permanently if they fail to re-register. Meanwhile, Chief Executive of MTN Ghana, Salamadadivo, says he's worried that a lot more persons are not responding to their push to re-register their SIM cards. As a business, 9 million SIMs in the industry is a, is a large amount of SIMs. And, you know, we continue to work with customers and intensify our activities in the field to try to get people to register. But the main concern is the apathy and perhaps the, the lack of responsiveness of customers despite a lot of efforts to get people to come to register. We saw a lot of our stores and service centers quite busy yesterday with a lot of queues. And the question is, I mean, why does it take to the last few days before people respond? But, you know, as a business, we're committed. We understand and support the National SIM Registration Program. And we've put a lot of resources behind the team to try to ensure that we get everyone registered to the extent possible. But we need customers to do their part. And between now and the deadline, if you have not registered a SIM, please Go to one of our service centers or one of our partners and do that. You only have till end of day tomorrow. Salama Dadivo is chief executive of uh, MTN Ghana. Later development, MTN has secured shareholder approval at its annual general meeting today to give them the option to receive their final dividend payment for last year in cash or new shares. Now, government has indicated that it is working to complete negotiations with external creditors before November this year. Now, this is what Joy Business has picked up from persons with knowledge of the discussions. It is coming after government managed to meet all the requirements to secure the program approval for the IMF board 
to limit this bears about $600 million. Now, finalizing these agreements are very critical to ensure that Ghana is able to secure the second tranche of funds from the IMF. Meanwhile, Finance Minister Ken Ufriata has indicated that it is still early days yet to give fine details about the negotiations. We really are, you know, at the beginning of that discussion and therefore cannot really um, um, be specific about what haircuts or how that will end. Uh, but so far, discussions have been very cordial uh, and we hope that um, with the signals given um, by the fund uh, will also have um, uh, an accommodation. And that is Finance Minister Ken Oforiata. Now, by the end of next year, businesses are required to issue the only electronic invoice, that is the VAT invoice, for goods sold and services rendered to their customers. Now, this is part of strategies by the Ghana Revenue Authority to fully automate the operations. There is more in this report. The Ghana Revenue Authority has already rolled out the electronic VAT invoice on a pilot basis. The authority has argued that it is a more efficient way to track the sales and transactions of firms that are supposed to be taxed. The Ghana Revenue Authority is planning to use it as a certified invoicing system for their operations as well. Launched in October 2022, the Ghana Revenue Authority is planning to make the sole medium for issuing VAT invoices. And we are learning that EVAT will cover all light taxpayers by end of June 2023 and about 80% of all VAT revenue by end of 2023. These proposals were captured in the economic document that government sent to the IMF on how it intends to stabilize the economy under the fund program. Government maintains that this together with other initiatives will help to improve Ghana's revenue situation going forward. And that is the business tax report. Now, Bank of Ghana continues to take measures to support the importation of finished petroleum products onto the market. The regulator today sold about $20 million to the importers of these uh, products through their auction program. Now, this is a special initiative targeted at importers of petroleum products, a move that should help impact on suppliers on the market and even prices. Now, the IMF has advised the Bank of Ghana to review this program going forward because of the impact on its reserves. Now, meanwhile, oil marketing companies should from tomorrow start taking steps to review prices of petroleum products at the pumps. Now, the Ghana city has come under some pressure over the past few days. This was after recording some significant gains against the dollar after Ghana secured the IMF program. Well, it appears the local currencies could run, couldn't be sustained. So, what is accounting for this? Let's hear the thoughts of Kukua Kukumisen. He is an economist at Data Bank Group. We realized that after the uh, first uh, tranche disbursement of 600 million came in, um, just like you mentioned, the city has lost um, about 9% in last weekend. Most of the losses were due to um, demand from the local corporates, as well as um, some um, demand reversal on um, some participants who felt uh, due to the announcement effect, the city would have gained uh, incredibly on the forex market. And as such, after the announcement or after the agreement with the IMF, and we still didn't see that a sharp rise or the sharp strengthening in the CD, and they decided then to still um, demand or keep a hold of some effects just in case. So you see that um, there's um, increased demand both from the local corporate side and also from um, the speculative side as well. 
Koku Akukumsen is an economist at Data Bank Group. Well, if you turn to the Forex bureaus today, you need about 12 Ghana cities to get a dollar. To the stock market, and MTN is back to winning ways as it was up by a peso uh, to close at uh, one uh, Ghana city, nine pesos. Now, Benso Oil Palm witnessed one of his biggest jump on the market today. It was up by a city and 11 pesos. So now it is worth 14 Ghana cities, 11 pesos. And that's all uh, for business on Newsnight events. John, thank you very much. And a few of your messages on our WhatsApp console now. Uh, this one for Magonu. Uh, it's, it says, uh, Evans, my condolences to the families lost their relatives in this crash on the Winneba Road. I wish them a speedy recovery. Senna for Magonu centers that one. Uh, also, another one in on the situation uh, in uh, the Obwasi area with the miners in the shaft. Uh, this one from uh, Ave. Dakba, who says, uh, please, DCE should stop all this and simply take care of the family and the citizens there because they elect her. And uh, another one uh, from one of you listening to us uh, has no name. He says, this illegal money is sad. And I will never, he says, uh, believe the company. If why the country, these, uh, he says, he has issues with the way the company is handled this as well. And a final one. On the subject of the politics on Top Story, uh, this one says, uh, Hi Evans, isn't there a criminal case against James that you're facing for that particular offence? Well, there is. The party says, well, still, he is their man for the by-election. You're still live here on News 9 on Joy 99.7 FM. Now, a stitch in time saves night, but certainly... Not on Ghana's roads. The rains have once again exposed Ghana's monstrous, craziest and deadliest potholes. Many portions of our roads will not have deteriorated into gaping potholes if state agencies had fixed them on time. Today, Kojo Yangsin kicks off the Joy News campaign, Ghana Potholes Exhibition, which exposes what he describes as widows and widowers making manholes on our roads. Yeah, accepts. Much as it is the role of the media to scrutinize government. It is also important for the press to give them credit for their achievements. Now, one particular achievement for which the press has failed woefully in an unjust, unfair, and unsportsmanlike manner to give government credit for is this, our potholes. Yes, sir. Just look at them. Deep, wide, jagged edged moon craters peppered artistically across the asphalt canvas of our national road network. Turning 10 minute journeys into 50 minute torture sessions, wreaking almost as much havoc on your spine as your shock absorbers. Yes, Ghana's potholes are one of the uncelebrated triumphs of leadership, for which our government must not only be lauded, but applauded. Now, what most people don't realize is that these monstrous death traps are not actually signs of the incompetence of our government's supervisory bodies. They don't point to any lack of skill on the part of our road contractors. No, these are actually clear evidence of the unmitigated success of some of government's top 
flagship programs. Which programs, I hear you ask? For the answer to that profound question, we must take a closer look. Look at this one. Mid-sized, quite deep, uh, shaped like some sort of uh, asphalt amoeba. To you, this is an accident waiting to happen. But to the government, this is perfect for planting corn. Yes, and it's not just good for planting corn. Potholes are perfect for rice plantation. Ghana for Ghana for there are some to ask them. Tomatoes. Things need to be said and Even cocoa. As the rainy season approaches, the true value of these potholes becomes apparent. They are perfect for a farmer in planting, planting for food and jobs. So there you have it. If you have ever wondered why some of these potholes you see on virtually every road in this country of ours never get fixed, well, now you know. And that is not the only flagship program that government is delivering to rip-roaring success with these cherished and beloved potholes. There is also one village, one dam. Just think of the irrigation potential for the planting for food and jobs projects we saw earlier. And we're still not done. Look at this. Look at the deadly jagged edge of this particular beauty, shaped like the fangs of a village witch. Now, let's measure the depth. What do you think happens when your car hits this pothole at speed? Obviously, you immediately need spare parts. After a few encounters, a whole new car. If government is able to maintain a few of these widow-making potholes across the country, just think of what it will do for the automotive industry. One district, one factory. So the next time you feel like throwing your hands up in despair at the state of our rules, the next time you wonder why government keeps throwing money at incompetent contractors to construct roads which after three months will break out in potholes like a prepubescent teenager's face breaks out in pimples, just remember that these are the evidence of your government's stellar performance. Why would they cover them up? Reporting from Ahaya Kwanhu, my name is Kujo Yangsen. Yes, but trust me, uh, you want to watch it on our social media platforms. Also on myjoyonline.com. Just go onto YouTube. Look for the Joy News channel. Subscribe to it and just get access to that and, and just watch it for yourself. It's going to be on Facebook. It's actually on Facebook already on our, on our pages also. So let's catch it. Watch it for yourself. Fascinating stuff uh, indeed. It's so live here on News Night. Now, the, the second D Sports Stadium, Sipon in the Western region, is rotting away after government assured that renovation works on that facility were at advanced stages of completion. In 2020, a government uh, report revealed it will invest over uh, $3 million to complete that first phase of the renovation. Now, in spite of that, the stadium has been left in a deplorable state, largely because it hasn't had any renovation since its completion for the 
2008 Africa Cup of Nations. Now, my colleague Samuel Kodjo Brace has been to the facility and has come through with this report. The speaker, some stadia across the country were renovated in 2021 and at various stages of completion in asphalt. Across for Stadium, 98%, Phase 1 of Babayara Stadium, 98%, Esifon Stadium, 90% complete. That was Ghana's finance minister. Ken Oforiata, presenting the 2021 budget statement on the floor of parliament. After his pronouncement, many Ghanaians, especially those in the western region who knew the state of the stadium, became angry. One of them is the member of parliament for the Eskadoketen constituency, Joe Gatte. I write with regard to the above. The finance minister in the budget statement delivered on Wednesday, 17th November 2021, stated that rehabilitation works on the Sipon Stadium is 90% complete. My checks reveal otherwise. As member of parliament for the area, I would be grateful if you could furnish me with the update of the said project, which is located in my constituency. Furthermore, if the information given is accurate, please furnish the finance minister with the accurate information to enable him advise himself accordingly, the project is of great interest to me and my constituents. Counting on your usual cooperation, respectfully yours, Joe Gatti. Two years after the pronouncement, I have come here today to see if anything has changed. What I see is nothing more than an eyesore. Outside, I noticed that some of the ceilings had completely been ripped off. The few pieces of wood and patches of ceiling that remain are falling off. The state of the restrooms is deteriorating. Nothing appeared to indicate a well-maintained stadium. To put it simply, the entire place is in shambles. Still and uh, Kojo Brace filed that report. You can find that full report again only on our social media platforms. Also on myjoyonline.com. Uh, now, uh, some schoolgirls say they earnestly await the uh, positive response from the health ministry on the total removal of taxes on sanitary paths. Now, speaking to Joy News during a peaceful march through some streets in the national capital, Accra, the girls narrated how they sometimes have to stay away from class during their monthly flow because they do not have enough parts to keep changing when they get soaked. Hano Dami has more. The day that I did not have a part, I stay home and use rag. Nima Mohammed is one of the many girls who tear up when their menstrual cycle begins. It's not much about the pain associated with the monthly flow. For her, it is missing her favorite lesson because her parts run out by the second day due to the heavy flow. According to the CSO's platform on SDGs, Nima could have afforded the quality of sanitary parts she needs every month if the taxes on the commodity was not that exorbitant. There is 20% import duty, there is 15% VAT on it, and then there is the ECOWAS levy, there is AU levy, there is exam levy, there is processing fee, there is special tax. There are about 14 different taxes that are on the part. After marching from the EFWAS of the Land Children's Park to Parliament House, a student, Latifa Abdul, read the petition on behalf of the group. Kenya has cancelled taxes 
on sanitary pass and has been investing in free sanitary pass distribution to low-income communities. Rwanda and South Africa have also removed taxes on sanitary pass. Now is the time for Ghana to join HPS in protecting, guaranteeing, and upholding the fundamental rights of her adolescent young women and girls. Head of Communication at the Health Ministry, who received a petition assured, the Gender and Finance Ministries will deliberate on the issues raised and resolve their concerns. And I'm giving you an assurance on behalf of the Honorable Minister, Management of the Ministry of Health, who expedite consideration into this. For joining News, I am Hannah Wadame. <laughs> And you're still live here. It's on Newsnight on Joy 99.7 FM. And just before we go, for those of you who, of course, love the uh, local league, I can tell you that Bofakwa Tunnel, they qualified to the 2023-2024 uh, uh, Bet Power Premier League after defeating Tichiman 11 Wonders on penalties in the Division 1 League Zone 1. Now, Joy Sports' Razak Musbao witnessed the game and came through with this report. To be here, I'm very grateful to be here. I thank you, thank you everyone for coming out. That was fantastic quality. Well, um, you can catch the report in our uh, subsequent bulletins, but that is uh, information for you that those who love Bofakwa Tunnel, uh, good news for you out there. Uh, they have qualified to that 2023 2024 uh, Bet Power Premier League after defeating Tichiman 11 Wonders, and uh, that's it for news night uh, tonight. But